Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nothingness, the podcast about nothing. I'm Steven, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about nothing, which basically means we talk about everything. Thank you guys for tuning in. As you guys know, you guys can check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Amazon, Google, and really anywhere you find your podcasts. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in. We're going to talk a little bit about what we missed. Um, I know I had three episodes I got out kind of in the couple days, and it's been a little bit since I've recorded one, so kind of talk about what I've been doing everything. Um, had my best friend Kirsten and my friend Jason's wedding, so talk a little bit about that. And then we'll kind of get into everything. So for segments today, we're going to finish up talking about Halo. We had the last couple episodes since last time we talked, so we can talk about the finale, how the show kind of wrapped up the season, and kind of go from there. We'll have a little sports segment today. I kind of want to talk about the hockey and NBA basketball playoffs, talk about how the games have been so far, where we're at with everything. I know we got the NBA Finals kickoff between the Celtics and the Warriors tomorrow as I'm recording this, but we'll kind of talk about that. I want to recap Double or Nothing, the All Elite Wrestling AEW pay-per-view that we had um, on this past weekend on Sunday, kind of recap um, what we got to see and all that kind of stuff, so definitely was into that. And then final segment, we'll kind of talk about um, kind of life changes a little bit. Um, I started, I put myself on a diet actually um, since last time we talked. So kind of talk a little bit about that kind of stuff. I do want to talk about some of the current events with um, the shooting in Texas and just where we're at with the world and stuff like that. No, always got to end kind of on one of those um, somber notes. So to speak. But anyways, that's what we kind of got on tap today. We're going to go ahead and um, jump right in. I want to talk about um, Kirsten and Jason's wedding. So it was um, a week and a half ago now at this point. Not last week and the weekend before. I went out to Acton, which is out kind of by Palmdale and Lancaster area for um, their wedding. And it was fantastic. It was lots of fun. I closed on Thursday night, so I didn't get back until like 2, 2, 2.30 a.m. And I took a nap, basically. Kind of went to bed, but kind of more of a nap. Um, The dogs are always good about waking me up and everything. Um, Jack always has to take his midnight poop and (laughs) eat breakfast in the morning. But then um, I headed out there. Um, we kind of set up a little bit and then we did the rehearsal and then we had the rehearsal dinner. I stayed out at Airbnb, um, with Derek, who was the best man and Jason. And then we got breakfast that morning, kind of hung out until we headed over to get ready, took pictures. Um, one of my really good friends, Paul, um, shout out to Paul and I'll talk a little bit about you later because last weekend I spent some time with you, seeing your new kid and everything. He was the photographer, so I got to see him. Um, we took pictures, had the ceremony, was absolutely beautiful. 
what I really loved about it, um, so they both wrote their own vowels, which is always great. You know, you have some good touching moments. You can um, really put some personal moments into it and stuff like that. They really were great. Um, Jason's was short and sweet, but really good. And then Kirsten, as we all know, Kirsten's kind of like me. Um, we're not short on words. And it kind of went a little out there. She talked about a lot, a lot of stuff, but it was really some cute, sweet, touching moments. And um, Jaden, their kid, had a little bit of a moment there. And it was just a wonderful ceremony, but it went by quick, which was great because I've been to some where the ceremonies feel like they drag a lot. But sh ceremony is short and sweet. Reception was great. Um, it was cowboy theme wedding, so I got to wear a cowboy hat and my cowboy boots and um, got a really cool um, wedding parting gift from Jason. I got a knife that was engraved with my initials, which is really cool. But um, got to have that on me with the little sheath and on my um, belt buckle. But, you know, it was a really sweet wedding. Lots of fun. Um, got to listen to lots of country music and do dancing in cowboy boots, which is not something I've ever really done before. But I definitely enjoyed it. I think it went perfectly. Kirsten and Jason seemed to enjoy everything. The families, friends, all, everyone seemed to have a good time. Um, did want to talk about, like, Jaden was fantastic. So, obviously, he's, as we've talked about before, he's on the spectrum. He can sometimes get a little overwhelmed with crowds and then also noises, stuff like that. Obviously, prepping for a wedding, being at a rehearsal dinner, and then at a wedding and reception all that can be very overwhelming for a normal person and me and everything so obviously a younger kid who struggles with some of those things he was fantastic he really didn't have like any outbursts or anything he really behaved himself really well um he did say a little tiny speech at the reception it was just short sweet and adorable and it was just all really good time so i was really proud of him um and yeah it was a lot of fun my my bestie got married so um i'm not sure really much has changed because like i mean ever since i've known them they've been together so it's you know it's just official now but I'm very happy for them, and again, I think it went well. And then also, too, from talking to Kirsten and from a little bit with Jason, I really think they enjoyed it. I really think it was good for them. And in the end, that's the important part. It's it's about them. It's about the bride. It's about the groom and enjoying it, doing it their way, which they definitely did. And it was a lot of fun. Um, I did get some cake thrown on me. They did the good old cake um pushing in the face um, thing, and then somehow groomsmen got involved, and then the mother of the groom, and then Jaden came out and started throwing cake, and for some reason, I was the first person he went after, but um, the cool part about it is he somehow got cake on the inside of my glasses. I'm not sure really how that happened. Um, I know the next day... Um, when I was at home, I went to breakfast with Haley, and she mentioned that my beard 
like I maybe had food in it and no, it was still cake from the wedding the night before. Um, it really got caked in there. I know, um, Jason had the same thing in his beard, but it was, um, a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Again, it was short to the point and the way they wanted it to be. And that just made it great. So congratulations to Jason and Kirsten. And I know they went on their honeymoon. They enjoyed it. They're back now. And, um, but they had a really good time and it was just enjoyable. And then, um, last weekend, um, I was able to go down and me and Paul haven't, we used to go, um, disc golfing, frisbee golf, do it like maybe once a month, once every two months, give or take. We kind of started during, um, quarantine and the pandemic starting kind of a good way to get together, catch up and everything. Um, so for Paul, like he's basically like my brother from another mother. Um, I've known him since I was six years old. Um, growing up, I was best friends with his older brother, and he was friends with my brother. And our families, they're the Smiths, and we're the Baders. We called ourselves the Smaters. Like, so he's basically family. So it's always good to get together with him. Um, him and his wife, Emily, had a baby, Haley, back in December. And I haven't gotten a chance to go visit yet. We tried a couple times, but just schedules didn't work out. But I finally um, got down to go see their house um, and meet the baby. And she's an adorable little kid. And me and then me and Paul got to go play some disc golf. And it was just a lot of fun. And so the last couple of weeks were, it was good because, like, I got to spend time with friends and family and you know, catch up on things. But at the same time, like all my days off, I spent doing stuff like that. So uh, today was my first day off. I didn't have a lot of stuff to do and I spent a lot of it in bed sleeping. So try to catch up on that. But it was definitely fun weekends. And then Sunday, I had double or nothing. So I worked in the morning and then I went and watched. Um, I went down to Mission Viejo to watch with Robert and Melissa, my brother-in-law and sibling, and we watched Double or Nothing, which I'm going to talk about later. So yeah, it was a um, good couple weekends. So obviously all that's keeping me busy and with work, um, training at my new job and all that is kind of why I haven't been able to get a episode out recently, but got one out to you now. So there we go. Let's go ahead and talk about the finale for Halo. So last we talked, we had two episodes left. Last two episodes um, really kind of went fast and it really focused a lot on Chief, Master Chief, and the other human character who was um, with the Covenant and everything and how they're special. They ended up getting together, spending time together. Dr. Halsey was basically kicked out of the government and told she had to leave the base, but then she ended up hacking in and all this stuff, stealing the other Spartans, and we had Spartans fighting each other, Master Chief going against his other Spartans. A lot of good action. The final fight scene in the finale with... We got to see different types of Covenant. We saw grunts again, brutes, and other just types of characters. So it was nice to see. The action was good. Visual was good. I thought the storyline went really well. 
there's still a lot of questions. And hopefully they get another season. I think it did decent. I think the reception has been decent. So um, especially I would like to hear what you guys thought. Um, obviously, I've done my recaps. But if you guys have watched it personally at all, like how you guys felt about it, you can reach out on Instagram at CapJackAttacks or on Twitter um, at Nothingness underscore pod. And you can um, give me your opinions on it. But basically, you know, it finished well. I really think the last couple of episodes were strong. Had some good action to it. Um, the fights between the Spartans um, against each other was really good. The final fight scene with the Spartans against the Covenant. And it just was it was solid. And the storyline, I still feel like a lot of dragging. Not a whole lot really happened during the season. But it did come to a decent conclusion at the end. We did get to see Master Chief and Cortana working together. And there was just a lot of, you know, good little plot points that stepped in and everything. It definitely, um, you know, took some of the source material from the games, from the graphic novels and all that stuff, and kind of went a little bit in its own direction, used some of the characters, some of the things, but kind of put its own twist on it and I enjoyed it made it kind of something a little different so hopefully it does get a second season because it would be interesting to see kind of where it goes from there and you know get more of the actual halo into it maybe and you know maybe see some of the flood and stuff like that but we'll see where it goes but overall I think it was a satisfying ending the Season was really consistent, to be honest. Like, as I've talked about it on this show, like, none of the episodes have really blown away, but they haven't been bad either. It's just a very solid consistency, and that was really nice. So that's kind of the end of it. I would definitely love to hear what you guys thought of the show, if you watched it or if you're going to check it out. Check it out. But I definitely um, thought it was a solid show. Definitely recommend checking out, especially if you have any of that Halo nostalgia from the video game, stuff like that. Um, speaking of TV shows, we did have Obi-Wan came out. And then we also had Stranger Things. Um, I have already binged and finished Stranger Things. I am going to record a um, special episode, bonus episode, to talk about the season, which was just fantastic. Um, it will be tons of spoiler alerts. I will also include the first two episodes of Obi-Wan, and then Obi-Wan's going to be the show I'll kind of talk about on each um, episode. I'll kind of talk about the recent episode, do recaps and everything, but start out strong. So look out for that bonus episode. Um, we'll post sometime after I post this one. So hopefully after you listen to this, I'll have the other one up. But I'm going to dedicate a whole episode to just Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1. And was just fantastic. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. And then Obi-Wan, the first two episodes, was a great start. So that will kind of be our next one as we've done like um, Moon Knight and then Halo. Um, Obi-Wan will be our next one that we'll do like the little recaps and everything. So hopefully you're enjoying them. Again, if you're not, reach out and let me know. 
Um, we'll go ahead and take a short little break, and then we're going to talk about some sports, talk about some playoff hockey, playoff basketball, and talk about Double or Nothing, the big um, pay-per-view for all elite wrestling. I'll see you on the other side of the break. Welcome back from the break. Thank you again for tuning in to Nothingness, a podcast about nothing. Podcast where basically we talk about nothing, which means we talk about everything. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in and talk about some sports. So I want to start off by talking about the NHL and NBA playoffs. So we'll start with the NHL first. So at this point, um, we are in the conference finals. So in the Eastern Conference, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers, which is game one is actually as I'm recording this podcast. And then game one for the Western Conference Finals of the Avalanche versus Edmonton Oilers started last night. And the Avalanche won in a crazy one. It was like nine to six. Really high scoring game. But the playoffs have been really good. So their first couple rounds, I've been checking out a few games here and there. Obviously, with my Ducks not being in it, I wasn't like super invested, but it's been fun to kind of watch, and it's been exciting. There's been a lot of really good close games, exciting series. Um, The last round, there were a lot of Game 7s. And it's been really good. And right now we have set up where in both conference finals, it's kind of a similar thing where we have the favorite who has been there, done that. And one side with Tampa Bay Lightning. And then the favorite on the other side is Avalanche who are loaded, had the best record during the season. And those are like your two favorites. And then the two opponents that they are playing against on the Eastern side, we have the Rangers who, you know, they're gritty. They play good defense. Chris Kreider's had an awesome offensive season. They're able to put enough goals, points on the board, but they play really good defense. Their goaltender has been fantastic. He had a little rough start to the playoffs, but he's really starting to hit his stride. And their team who all season, you know, they play tough. And they've been a team that you don't necessarily want to play against, even though they're not necessarily the favorite. And then Edmonton on the other side, the opponent for the Avalanche. You got Connor McDavid, you know, best player. I mean, most likely. I mean, you can make arguments for a couple other guys. Um, I know him and Austin Matthews are kind of the two top right now. You know, you always have like the Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, but they're on the latter part of their careers. But the thing Connor McDavid does is crazy. Um, In that Kings series, he really showed that like, He can just take over a game. It was kind of something similar, which I guess I'll probably talk about in the NBA segment um, with Luka Doncic of um, the Mavericks. Like, so talented in so many facets. Literally can take over the game and just dominate. And Connor McDavid, for hockey, 
I think it's really special, but he can just take it over. And, like, he just goes, you know what? I'm going to score a goal. I'm going to go get us a goal. And he does it, and it's fantastic. Um, and then you got Dreisaitl, who is another fantastic player. Kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, when you had Crosby and Malkin for the Penguins. And, you know, two fantastic players. You have one who's maybe the best in the world and then another one who's in the top five. And I think that's where it is where McDavid is, you know, me the best in the world, but Dreisaitl is right up there. And Evander Kane's playing really well. They're just a sneaky team. They got good offense. Um, So like we saw with the Avalanche, the first game won. It was a very high scoring game. They obviously need to slow the Avalanche down a little bit, but they have an offensive punch and they can play well. Mike Smith, their goaltender is a veteran goaltender. So he's been there, done that. He knows how to keep the games close and everything. So it's going to be two really good series. Um, the first game, obviously, very high scoring. That's kind of how I think the series is going to be. Um, nothing against Edmonton's defense, but I don't think they have the best defense in the world. I do think you can score on Mike Smith. And the Avalanche are just loaded. They're a talented team. They have a lot of really good players, and they've just dominated pretty much all season in the Western Conference. So it will be interesting. I do think you can't count Edmonton out because they do have McDavid, and they do have Dreisaitl, and then, you know, Kane and everyone. But they're going to have to all be at their best in every single game. Um, On the other side... We'll see how game one plays out. Tampa's just super talented, both sides, offense, defense, goaltending, everything. The Rangers just, you know, it. I, I get this vibe that the Rangers are almost meant to be this season. Like, they just, I don't know, they just give off a vibe that they're just going to find a way. And so... I don't know. It could make it interesting. The Tampa could very well dominate the series, or it could turn into a six, seven game series. And, you know, once you go seven games, you never know. So it'll be interesting. But I think both could be really good. But again, the NHL playoffs have just been fantastic. And I really enjoyed it. Um, You know, it's playoff hockey is, it takes it to the next level. Playoff hockey, Olympic hockey are two of my favorite hockeys just because there's just intensity and speed and everything with it. But it's really been great playoffs and it's going to continue to be great. You have a lot of star power. And again, you have these interesting dynamics of you have the the number one seeds, the team that have been there and were expected to be there. And then you have the other teams that, you know, they found their way to be there. And in different ways, you know, the Rangers with their defense and the Oilers with their offense. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, We have the NBA Finals is finally going to be kicking off tomorrow. We have the Celtics and the Warriors. So in the um, conference finals, the Warriors dominated the Mavericks. Um, I kind of mentioned Luka a little earlier for the Mavericks. he at least avoided a sweep. He played great in the series. He just couldn't do it all himself. The Warriors right now are playing the best that 
I think we've really ever seen the Warriors play. Even during the Kevin Durant years and even in their first run and stuff, there's something that they just they seem to have down. They're playing better defense. They just have seemed to be really locked in. Um, Curry and Thompson, and then they're just really getting some good play from other players. The other side, the Celtics have played a lot of really good series. The series against the Heat went to Game 7, was a fantastic Game 7. Um, Jimmy Butler and the Heat, who are the number one seeds, gave them everything. But you know what? The Celtics were able to pull out the victories. They play good defense. They play good team basketball. You have Jalen Brown and Tatum's um, Jason Tatum. So obviously, like, these are your stars. They're stepping up, and they're going to need to if they're going to be Curry and Thompson cuz i mean the warriors have been there done that and they're playing their best basketball right now but it it could be really good i saw something that the celtics were kind of favored at the moment don't know if i believe that they should be cuz again the warriors have been there done that and they're playing really great basketball right now but the celtics know what they're doing they've been involved in conference finals they're not exactly a super young team, and they've got some star power, and they can play really well. And it's going to be interesting because, again, the way you can beat the Warriors is if you can shut them down, make their shots tougher, and, you know, keep the pace at a nice pace and control the game, you can really do well. And the Celtics do all that. So it's going to be an interesting um, series. I'm definitely interested in checking that one out and then kind of seeing where we go from there. But those are kind of my playoff recaps. Um, I do want to talk about wrestling and All Elite Wrestling. So we had our Double or Nothing pay-per-view on Saturday, or Sunday. Um, I missed the first two matches. Um, I had to stop and feed and let the dogs out on my way home from work and then go head down. Unfortunately, the first match, I don't know why it was the first match, but it happens, was my favorite Wardlow um, was against MJF. So I did miss that match. I was able to see highlights and stuff. Wardlow won, which we all knew he was going to win because the whole um, dynamic of the showdown was that if he lost... He was not going to be allowed to sign with um, AEW. And it was the whole um, kayfabe that he signed with MJF contract and not with AEW and all that stuff. And Wardlow is so over right now, not just with me, but in fans in general. And he's honestly pushing towards being a star. So there's no way he was not going to win and not be in AEW. So... It knew it was going to happen. It was the payoff that we were looking for. Um, he ended up doing his powerbomb symphony and powerbombed MJF about eight times. Um, we would have liked maybe about eight times more, but I'm sure everyone got a kick out of seeing MJF um, powerbombed. There was a lot of drama with MJF and his contract situation. I guess it's still going on. Um, I'm just going to kind of let that 
sit there. We don't need to talk about that, but we'll see what happens. But really happy for my guy Wardlow, and hopefully now he can move on from MJF and maybe get some title shots or something going forward. But um, he got a win at the big pay-per-view, so it was good for him. The other match that I missed, which I was a little disappointed because um, it was kind of a nostalgia match, but we had the Hardy Boys against the Young Bucks. So, you know, you wouldn't have the Young Bucks without what the Hardy Boys did. They started the, you know, the tag team division to make it what it is today and high-flying moves and, you know, super kicks and swanton bombs, all these stuff. You know, the Hardys started it all. So it was... um. It was a good match. Um, I heard it was really good. There's a lot of big, um, big moves here and there, and some big um, bumps. But in in the end, the Hardys ended up winning. Not really surprised there. Figured they probably would, but I heard there was good entertainment with that. Um, the rest that I did get to actually see. Um, so we had Jay Cargill uh, ended up winning and defending her title against Anna Jay for the TBS title. Um, quality match, um, not super amazing or anything. One cool thing was, um, the wrestler formerly known as Ember Moon, who is now going as Athena. She, um, joined AEW and came out and there's going to be a little bit, of maybe a faction battle between, um, Jade Cargill's baddies and, um, Statlander, Anna Jay, and... Athena, so it might be kind of cool. So we'll see where that goes. Um, the other um, women's title match, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb, was really well done. Um, showcased two women who are good technical wrestlers, good entertainers, and just um, know what they're doing and can tell a story. And I thought it was a really good, well-told match. It was well done. Thunder Rosa obviously got to keep her title, but Deeb um, definitely had a really good showing, and there was um, some really good moments in that match, and it was entertaining, and I thought it was really, really well um, told and played out. We had the Owen Hart Foundation championship matches, um, Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. That was, you know, you have... Two different, completely different styles. They've never actually um, wrestled each other before, even though they've been in Ring of Honor together and NXT and all that stuff. It was um, a good match. Not great, but it was good. Adam Cole ended up winning. Um, there was some good moves there. Always loved watching Samoa Joe. And it was a really interesting match because you had the contrast between the different styles. But... Adam Cole ended up winning on the female side for the Owen Hart. Um, Ruby Soho lost to Britt Baker. Decent match, not anything crazy. Expected Baker to win. Um, not surprised that the two winners of the Owen Hart, Hart Foundation tournament ended up being the couple, um, Adam Cole and Britt Baker, but it happened. Um, it's all good there. Um, was a nice little speech with... Um, Owen Hart's widow and everything and um, giving out the belt and trophy. So nice little moment there. The 
trios match between Death Triangle and House of Black was fantastic. Really good match. A lot of good moves. Um, seeing Penta and Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, um, do some of the moves they do and the timing that they have is great. And then obviously, um, Malachi Black is one of the his moves just had so much power, and then same with Matthews and um, King. And it was a great match, had a nice little twist at the end. Julia Hart finally made a turn to the House of Black, and she spit the Black Mist in Pac's face to help get the win. So it was um, a move that we knew was coming, but it was good to see it there. And again, it was a very well-told match. The other match, um, kind of a singles match, that was Darby Allen versus um, Kevin O'Reilly. Decent match. Again, um, had contradicting styles with Darby's like high flying and crazy moves and um, crazy spots and that. And Kyle O'Reilly's going to be submissions and kicks and all that stuff. He really um, hit him early. He got Darby to bleed from the mouth pretty early in the match and was able to keep going after him. And he ended up winning. Um, it was a decent match, nothing super crazy. One of my favorite matches of the night was the Tag Team Championship match where Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy went up against, um, it was a three-way, went up against um, Swerve and Keith Lee, and then Hobbs and Ricky Starks. And it was a fantastic match, Um had the interesting dynamics of each team has the young, smaller, kind of faster, high flyer, big moves. And then you had the big power guys um, with Lee Hobbs and Luchasaurus. And it was a very well done match. A lot of really cool moves. Um, Jurassic Express ended up winning. They retained their tiles. But I thought it was... Um, some really good moves and good showings for both Team Taz, which is um, Hobbs and Starks, and then also Swerve and Keith Lee. They had good showings, and I think it was really one of the bright spots of the pay-per-view. Um, we had the Anarchy in the Arena, Chris Jericho and his um, Jericho Appreciation Society um, went up against the... Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, and Ortiz, and Santana. It was um, pure chaos. I know it was kind of um, interesting at the beginning. Um, Wild Thing, which is Kingston's song, just kept playing over and over and over again during the fight. And um, at one point, Robert looked at me. He's like, okay, it's starting to get a little annoying. But then we realized when Chris Jericho broke the sound speaker that it was obviously all part of the plan and everything and showing the story. Um, there was tons of blood, very violent, um, lots of crazy things. At one point, Kingston was going to set Jericho on fire, put gasoline on him, was going to get Liar out, and then Danielson stopped him even though they were on the same team. And then that gave a moment for them to attack um, Danielson. And Danielson ended up losing the match for the team. He got um, 
put into a um, submission hold by Jericho and then Jake Hager had the ring. Um, the top rope was taken off by Moxley and he wrapped it around Danielson's neck and basically choked him out. And um, that won the match. So I obviously love Danielson. So I want to see where maybe they go from there. It was maybe not a f- the mat the ending of the match that I like. Um, there's probably going to be something with him and Kingston, and then Moxley's obviously going to be in the middle of it. But it there's definitely some storylines they can go from there. Um, Chris Jericho is just he's an amazing wrestler and professional wrestling in general. He just he knows how to tell a story and he can be a face a heel hybrid he can do anything and everything and he's constantly reinventing himself and honestly he's doing some of his best work right now and it just was great you can tell the type of storytelling he put into the match and you know you get to see all these talented moves um you know Santana and Ortiz did some cool things you got Moxley and Danielson and it was just a great match and then we had our championship match the world championship hangman adam page against cm punk lived up to the hype it was a big match it was a lot of big moves there was a little bit of i don't want to say sloppiness but a little bit of you know misses on certain moves um cm punk did hit the buckshot lariat on a previous match against John Silver, which is Hangman's um, finisher. And he tried to do it in this match, and he ended up falling. Um, He actually tried it twice and wasn't able to do it. So it kind of, you know, hurt the storytelling a little bit. One thing we noticed the first time when he missed it and he started falling, like Hangman really did a great job of selling it and turning into a different move and stuff like that. There was um, good storytelling with it. The ending with um, Hangman had an opportunity with the ref knocked out to take the title and hit Punk with it. He ended up deciding not to. And then he went for another buckshot lariat and Punk was able to um, reverse it and do his um, go to sleep. And Punk won the title. And it was... um, you saw Punk get very emotional. It was it was great. I mean, it was obviously him coming back. You knew he was going to get the title at some point. He's probably not going to go on a super long run. He's his he still was his big thing of coming to AEW was a little bit of redemption for himself, but he wants to you know showcase young talent and stuff like that. So I don't think it's going to be a long title run, but. At the same time, I'm really happy for him. Seeing the emotion on his face after, like, it was, you can't help whether you like him or hate him. You, you know, you feel, you feel the greatness of, you know, being able to set your mind out and accomplish something. It was a great moment for him in his career, in a career that's been long and great. And he's done a lot of different things in the independence. He's been in WWE. He's been in AEW now. He was in UFC for a little bit, took time off, came back. Now he's, you know, now he's world champ for AEW. So 
it will be cool to see what he does next, how many title defenses he does, and um, where the title goes next. But I think it was very good. We obviously haven't seen the last of Hangman. He's going to stay involved in some way or somehow. I don't think this match hurt him at all. Um, and I, I think he's got a good shot at getting the title again. And he displayed a great match. If anything... Um, I think his performance was maybe even a little better than Punk's, to be honest. But it was a very good match. It lived up to the hype. It wasn't necessarily blowing away. There was just felt like there was a little something missing. But that kind of was like the whole pay-per-view. It felt like there was a little something. At Revolution, like every match was just fantastic. And then Full Gear was great. And then kind of the same thing with All Out. So it just felt like a little something was missing. But then again, the other pay-per-views have been so great recently. You know, you're going to have a little bit. But they were great matches. They were all really good. There was no match that was just absolutely horrible or anything like that. Which is always good. But, you know, CM Punk got his um, title. And we'll see where that goes from there. But that's my little recap. Again, um... It was a good pay-per-view. I enjoyed it, and we're looking forward to the next one, which is um, should be all out. Um, we have a little bit of time till then. Um, well, we do have Forbidden Door coming at the end of this month, which will be um, New Japan Wrestling against All Elite, so that will be good. But thank you for listening to me rant about sports and wrestling and all that good stuff. We'll go ahead and take another short break, and then we'll come back and we're going to talk a little bit about um, trying to be healthy and starting a new diet and life and all that fun stuff. Again, this is pot, um, Nothingness, the podcast about nothing. My name's Steven. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you on the other side of the break. Hello everyone, welcome back to Nothingness, the podcast about nothing. Again, my name is Steven and I'm your host. This is podcast about nothing, which basically means we talk about everything. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, so on and so forth. And you can reach out if you um, want to ask questions, comments, concerns, be a future guest, talk about anything, everything. Um, you're welcome to f- contact us at Twitter is going to be at nothingness underscore pod or on Instagram at capjackattacks. And you can contact there or reach out. And we'd love to have some guests and have comments. I can share stories, so on and so forth. So I want to talk a little bit So about life in general. We'll kind of talk. So I started off, um, I am on week two now of a new diet. I'm just trying to eat healthier and cut out sugars. Um, Main thing is cutting out sodas. I always tell people most of my blood is Dr. Pepper. So I'm trying to work on cutting that. One of the downsides of my new job working in a restaurant is there's lots of free soda to go around. So... I'm trying to limit it there, not cutting it out completely because I was thinking cold turkey was going to be tough with that option. But basically, I'm not allowing myself to have any soda outside of work, working on drinking green teas, unsweetened teas, lots and lots of water, 
all that good stuff. And then I've been working on portion control for my um, eating and then cutting out no more fast food. Um, obviously work, again, tough. We pretty much fry all our foods, but there are some things that are decent on the diet. So um, working on that, like chicken wraps and salads, stuff like that, trying to stay away from the fried things. And then trying to eat more throughout the day is really a big part, I think, is helping with my metabolism, keeping it moving. Um, I'm someone who tends to not eat much of a breakfast, if anything at all, trying to make sure I eat at least something. Um, my go-to recently has been some vanilla-flavored granola with some, and it has almonds in it, and then throw some blackberries or blueberries on it, and nice little, like, snack breakfast. Um, been eating lots of um, nut mixes, peanuts, stuff like that, and just trying to maybe every couple hours make sure I'm having something to kind of keep it moving. Um, but basically, just, you know, no fast food, no soda, cut down on sugar, and try to control portions. A lot of my um, big meals um, for dinner, doing lots of like brown rice and quinoa, veggies, stuff like that. Um, Hoping to feel better energy-wise. I'm kind of so-so so far. I think it needs to, you know, still work on it a little bit. But I definitely um, feel a little bit different there. That was kind of one thing is I wanted, you know, lose a little weight, but then also make sure that my energy level is good because I feel like I've been more tired than usual. I mean, I always tell people I woke up one day when I was like – 19 and I felt tired and I've just been tired every day since but so trying to work a little bit on that seeing some progress I'll keep you guys updated and everything but you know focusing on the cutting of the sugars portion control but then I think also the big thing too is that eating consistently and um you know, having the healthy snacks and staying away from the big fatty foods and stuff like that. And so far, I've been good. Um, haven't really had any major issues. So hopefully I can keep it up. Um, again, I'm only a weekend, but, you know, progress is progress. Actually, you know what? I'm more than a weekend. I'm almost two weeks, to be honest. So I'm getting there. But we'll see where that goes. But I think part of the big choice of that is, you know, Everything's going on in the world, lots of <laughs> sad stuff, painful stuff, chaos, madness, whatever you want to call it. We've talked about previous episodes, different things, and going to talk a little bit more in a second. But, you know, trying to do the best I can, be the best human possible, and part of that is taking care of myself. And it's tough when you have all these things happening in the world and frustrations and stresses and you know sometimes just doing a simple thing as taking time for yourself trying to eat properly can go a long way and that's where I'm kind of moving myself towards and hopefully we'll find some progress on that um kind of around the same time I started it we had um last week the, the elementary school shooting in Texas We've had way too many shootings, just not really going to get into all that. I want to bring up a couple points. Um, I know Steve Kerr, the 
head coach for the Warriors actually had a press conference before his game four of the Western Conference Finals, found out about the the news and everything and just, you know, basically was a plea for help that, you know, like the Senate, Congress, they need to do their part and we need to fix something. I think that's the big thing, whether, you know, the gun control issue, again, we've talked about abortion. We've talked about all these different issues. It's not really about one or the other. In the end, we need to make positive change. And the fact is, when it comes to gun violence, things have not gotten better. You can't, there, I mean, you can make an argument. You can always make an argument. Trust me. I'm a philosophy major. You can always make a devil's advocate argument but for the most part i'm pretty sure everyone can agree that the violence has gotten bad and we need to do something different we need to look into trying to fix something and nothing is changing and that's where it gets frustrating do i know what needs to happen maybe probably not do any of us yeah i'm sure some of us do but in the end, we need something needs to change. And we have, you know, people in place, people who can actually have the power to make those decisions and nothing is happening. And that's where it gets frustrating. And that's kind of what Steve Kerr was talking about. And I definitely agreed with it. I like that he got emotional. Um, you know, kids dying, senseless violence. It's tough to wrap your head around. Like, I've got friends who've got really young kids. Um, you know, I was a young kid once. And then, for those who don't know, I substitute Todd Elementary School for five years. So I've been in that setting with kids. And to to think that something like this happened, and not only happened, but it's been happening a lot and more frequently. and it does. It needs to stop. And what that action is that we need to do, I'll let, you know, the politicians decide, the people in charge decide, everyone decide. But something needs to change. It needs to stop again. We've talked about this, the arguing at each other. We need to come up with some sort of solution. And... You know, hearts go out to all the families. Um, it's just devastating. It really is. And the fact that we keep having to deal with things like this that really come down to just senseless violence and things that we're not seeing any change. I think that's really where it comes down to. You know, I go to any aspect of other parts of life um, you know, take work, for example, keep having a work issue that keeps popping up, keeps happening over and over and over again. What do you do? You coach the person on it. You try to change something to see how you can make things different. And if they can't make it different, you find someone else who will do the result that you're looking for. The definition of insanity is... Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. 
we want different results. Everyone says they want different results, but nothing is changing. And in the end, the ones who can make the change are the ones not doing anything. It's frustrating. It really is. Um, obviously, having kids die so young due to senseless, any life in general, but it's... Sorry, I can't even put it into words. It's just, it's horrible, and something needs to change. We need to do something. Again, I don't know what that something is. It's above my pay grade, but we need to do something, and we need to make sure it happens, and hopefully we can get there, because if we don't, I don't know. It's keep doing this over and over again is frustrating. Last little thing I kind of want to talk about on a similar thing, you know, we kind of feel like we're living in like a dystopia type thing. You know, there's certain people think that, you know, everything's kind of like cyberpunk or Animal Farm or 1984, stuff like that. And, you know, you have different sides. Again, we talk about the politics and the pinning up against each other stuff like that but i think like the real thing is you know we talk about these different artworks you know novels games movies that kind of display dystopias and i think in the end we are living in a dystopia right now and we're living in one that's you know those of you if anyone's seen the movie idiocracy i feel like that like it's what we're going through right now. Like, it really kind of is that way. If you haven't checked that movie out, I recommend it. It's it's a comedy. It's funny, a little satirical, but it's entertaining enough. But like, almost feel like that's the shit that's going on right now. Because again, we need progress. We need things to change. We shouldn't be having little kids dying for senseless useless pointless reasons obviously yes we have tragic things that happen we have car accidents we have you know diseases things that happen that sometimes are more out of our control than anything and parts of you know life in general i guess the risk of life but a risk of life should not be going to school and being gunned down that that should not be a risk to life. I think everyone can agree to that. And it needs to stop. And all the everything going on, it needs to stop. We need to find this way to change. And we need to stop moving towards the movie Idiocracy. Because that is going to be our future if we don't. And I will go ahead and leave it at that. Um, again, thoughts, opinions, reach out at CatJapAttack at capjackattack on Instagram, or you can also reach out on Twitter at nothingness underscore pod. And we'll take a last little short break, and then we'll do a little um, wrap-up, and I'll wish you on your way. Thank you for listening to Nothingness, the podcast about nothing. Hey everyone, welcome back. 
So thank you again for listening today to Nothingness Podcast About Nothing. I'm your host, Stephen. I appreciate you tuning in. Again, I feel free to reach out. Um, you can find podcasts anywhere you get your podcasts. Amazon, Google, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Reach out on Twitter at nothingness underscore pod. Reach out on um, Instagram at catjackattack. You can also check out some fun pictures of the dogs on there. You can also find them on um, TikTok. See some funny videos of um, Jack and Molly on there as well. The same name at catjackattack. Again, I appreciate you guys tuning in and everything. Something to look forward to. Um, We will have a bonus episode I will be posting um, at some point soon. We will talk about um, Stranger Things. It will be spoiler included. And now we'll also have the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. And we'll kind of continue to talk about Obi-Wan in the next few episodes. But again, I hope you enjoyed listening. And again, appreciate all your guys' support. And... Again, reach out. Let me know what you think and all that stuff. But again, um, having people listen and hopefully making an impact makes a big difference. Again, you know, let's hope that we start making some changes and some things work out. But keep chugging along um, and we'll go from there. But again, thank you for listening. This is Nothingness Podcast About Nothing and signing off and we'll see you guys next time.